It's that time once again where we gather round the witch's cup and discuss oh. the oh, wait. cup. Wait, I, I have to mention, I have to interrupt yes? for a second because it's actually not a cup, it's a cauldron. And also you sound, to be honest, a little more like a demon or a warlock than a witch this time. <laughs> Just hold... I have a witch's cold, and honestly, <laughs> a cauldron is just a large cup. So, that so is, it, che it checks the box. What, what box? What box does it check? Because you don't, you can't pick up a cauldron and then sip out of it. It's too big and black. Oh, and oh, can't, oh can't I? What? I drink all my morning <laughs> witch's coffee out of a, a cauldron. That's why I'm gathered around a cup. Doing a tiny spell. <laughs> when you get your witch's coffee, what shop do you go to to get your coffee? Because mine I've, is not good. I go to uh, Traitor Joe's. It's T-R-A-I-T-O-R. <laughs> it's because he's he betrayed, betrayed God to go to the oh. devil. Oh, that sounds excellent. And you know what also sounds excellent is doing our recap for Chapter 3, The Trial of Sabrina Spellman, the third episode of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I am Pete. And we are recording a little bit differently this time. We're using some recording software uh, over our phones, so we're in slightly different places. So if the audio quality is a little bit slightly. different, the, just ever so slightly, uh, that's what's going on, because we wanted to jam out these episodes for you guys. If you didn't hear any difference, then, you know, delete forget the last minute of the podcast or something like that. That never That's happened. That's the beauty of technology. It's the beauty of technology. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so let's jump into it. Uh, we should do a recap before we get into the episode. The first Ooh. two episodes of the show. All right, Pete. All right. Calm down. Uh, the first <laughs> two episodes of the show introduced us to Sabrina Spellman, who lives in the town of Greendale. Leading up to her 16th birthday, she was supposed to sign Satan's dark book and join the Church of Night. Instead, at the end of the second episode, she chose a third path, just like the end of 90210. She chose herself. She decided to be <laughs> Sabrina Spellman. Cool. <laughs> and, oh my. Yeah, what? Yeah. Cool. Man, just slip it's that pretty, in there. That's cool. Honestly, there are so many parallels. Let's keep going. Uh, so There's she so decided to choose a third path and figure out how to be her own witch, which I'm sure will have no repercussions whatsoever. Uh, the other characters that we met throughout the episode were Ambrose, who is her cousin, who is trapped in uh, the house for unknown reasons. He's been exploring this murder of somebody who is a witch. We're not quite sure exactly what's going on with that. Uh, she has two aunts, Hilda and Zelda. Um, she has friends, Roz, Susie, a wonderful boyfriend named Harvey Kinkle. And we oh, also yeah. met a character named Father Blackwood, who runs the Academy of the Unseen Arts. They desperately want Sabrina to go there, again, for reasons that we don't quite understand as of yet. And another rogue She's a great element student. on the... Uh, she is. She's a they great probably student. want to yeah. bring up their GPA. Top of her class. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they probably have some funding that needs to come in, so they need to like you know bring in a really good student to bump that up and you bring it up to state levels. Yeah, it's uh, all a bureaucracy, guys. People, yeah. it's a bureaucracy. Uh, uh. So you just ruined uh, the show for me. Thanks. No. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, the other thing we should mention is there is a lady named Miss Wardwell, or what used to be Miss Wardwell, who's possessed uh, by a woman 
we we don't really know that she's called Madam Satan, but we know from the book that she's called Madam Satan. Uh, yes. She wants Sabrina to sign the book and join the Academy of Unseen Arts for her own unknown reasons at this point. And uh, the last place that we left off, the principal of the school, Balki Bartokamus, was taken yeah. over by Satan, <laughs> who uh, aggressively talked to Sabrina and said, I am going to take away everything in your life. I'm going to destroy you until you are begging to sign my book. And that's where we left off, right? Yes, yeah. that's very fun. Yeah, good good time. It's a, the so, name Madam uh, Satan is the name Madam Sta- Satan strikes, strikes me as like if you were if you were Satan, isn't it a little aggressive to be like I'm Mrs. Satan? That's well, so, I feel like you know when you're in the witch world and you're living in hell that you kind of go aggressive with things, you know. I mean, I'll also mention that in the real world, sometimes people change their last name. So maybe she was like Madame Goldberg, <laughs> and then she married Satan, oh. and now she's Madame Satan. But then there'd be just every witch is married to Satan, so it's all just Mrs. Satan's. Yeah, uh, I'm sure confusing. they all have that option. <laughs> but I guess some you of them can, keep, can you keep your name if you marry the devil? Um, I'm going to stick with Goldberg. Are you <laughs> Satan? You're I'm going to change your last Goldberg. name to Goldberg. No, I'm going to. Yeah. That's a, I'm, Good for you, Justin. Keep your last name. <laughs> I'm going to be Madam Goldberg from here on out. That's what I want to be called. <laughs> well, well, not to get that not day. to get too into it, but it does bring up an interesting point because <laughs> the show is a lot about uh, about feminism and owning your ownership of your own body. That's something that came up very much yep. in the first two episodes. So yeah. the fact that Madam Satan, who is somebody who is completely given over to Satan, is trying to take away uh, Sabrina's independence certainly could tie in there. I don't think necessarily that's the reason why she's called Madam Satan, but you could argue that potentially. Yeah, she's a part of the patriarchy, the hell patriarchy. Yeah, yeah, hell, I mean, hell she, patriarchy. She uh, she points out in this episode that she's like, "You're just a man." You know what I mean? Like, yeah, very, yeah. very. Proletis, which is sweet. Yeah. Do you yeah, think, I mean, since we have actually. the matriarchy and the patriarchy, do you think Ents from Lord of the Rings have treatriarchy? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Oh, I mean, it, you know, if it follows the pattern, sure. They're trying to rebel <laughs> against the treatriarchy? Yeah, probably. Oh, man, there's some fanfic I'm going to write later on today. Let's jump into the episode and walk us through it. Uh, Justin, you want to do the honors? Uh, sure. Um, so we uh, kick off the episode. So th- this show, it feels like runs very linear. We're not jumping around a lot. It seems like we pick right back up where we left off. Yeah, so it's which like is a enjoyable. Movie. Yeah. 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 Uh, you don't uh, need also, to think. I would, I would say that this episode is scarier than past episodes as well. Like we're amping up how, like... how, how, how scary it is. Yeah. I, I disagree, but I guess scary you're, as shit. you're scared of courtrooms, right, Pete? Well, <laughs> yeah, there's that aspect, but I was talking about the creepy little girls walking around with their, uh, you know, slow cut, uh, throat cut open. Ah, I guess that's scary. Yeah. I if guess that's that scary. Yeah. I that's mean, I don't have kids, so, you know, I don't know, but, like, that should freak me out. No, my, you my daughter have... does that all the time. I don't know about you, Justin, <laughs> but my daughter is yeah. constantly, like, walking around the house putting her finger up to her lips and going, shh, and then walking <laughs> yeah. in a very, like, halting way. It's almost like some frames are missing or something. Oh, I don't man. know. I don't know it's how you guys thing. do it. 
Hey, that's why <laughs> parenthood's not easy. Yeah, I will. I will say, I actually I like this episode a lot, uh, but it not but and it felt more like an episode of a television show where the first two episodes feel like the Sabrina movie, like we talked about on the last podcast. It seems like yeah. they're settling into more of a rhythm and figuring out how to work it as a TV show. In in my yeah. opinion, which I like. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Especially because of the procedural nature of the courtroom. It was like Law and Order, but with uh, yeah. a ghost walking around with a dripping blood. Yeah. Law, yeah. And, law yeah. and Disorder. Oh, oh nice. Oh, boy. Nice oh. Yeah. Though I think it'd be ordered. The courtroom's the order part, right? Mm. Yeah, all right. All right, fair enough. Well, uh, so Sabrina, Sabrina's running away from the principal's office is where we open up, right? Yes, uh, she um, bumps into Miss uh, Wardwell in the bathroom. Well, yeah, she, she starts by puking in the bathroom. Right. <laughs> Thank <yeah>. you. <laughs> which was which was a very creepy choice. I was like, that's a weird way to start a show. And for those of you listening, um, Pete's always on puke watch on the podcast. Whenever a character <laughs> is feeling ill, Pete will cover it. That's his beat. Yeah. Pete's beat. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what's the puke count up to on the show so far, Pete? Whatever, Madam Goldberg, don't get, I, you know, it happened, right? I, it was, I was disturbed by it. I call it out. I'm sorry. Thank you for calling me by the name I've t- chosen to take. Yeah. Um, so we miss, uh, Miss Wardwell, Madam Staten is sort of, uh, just being creeping on Sabrina, uh, get continuing to try to get in her head and take, to push her toward their goal of getting her to sign the book. Um, uh, then we move into uh, wait, an iguana. Wait, wait, wait. Guys, I got to ask you something that's just driving me crazy. And I got to know, is Sabrina ever going to address the fact that their hair is down now and she's acting like a completely different person than she was in the uh, you know, first episode? Is that ever going to be addressed? Is she, she ever going to be Madam like, Satan? Hey, yeah, Madam Satan, hey, uh, what the fuck is up with you? Like, never so gonna happen? It's interesting you bring this up because I know, I don't know if you guys uh, encounter this, but... Every day I go into my office and the mm-hmm. people I work with are all wearing different clothes and it freaks me the fuck out. Like I, <laughs> yeah. every morning I confront them. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Are you taken over by a demon? What is going yeah. on? No, but I, seriously, you, Selvin, if you saw somebody in your office who went from like, just okay, uh, you know, regular hair, but then did a mohawk and completely was acting creepy all the time. Instead of a nice person you would confide in, you wouldn't be like, yo, dude, what's up with you? You know, you well, want to check in question. with them. Am I, their, am I their manager? No, no, you're mm. just a dude in the office. No, I wouldn't say anything. Wow. Wow. Because Please, people dude, go through changes well, sometimes. Sure, yeah, sure but like, if you started acting super creepy all the time, I might say like, hey, man, like, are you all right? Like, you know. You seem different. I haven't said anything about you for 13 years, Pete. <laughs> That's a good point. I, I got to say, though, Alex, Pete seems pretty much the same. <laughs> we haven't seen the <laughs> hair. True. Pete's hair hasn't come down. I yeah. think to answer your question, honestly, if anything, if I was in that situation, first of all, I was with Brina. I don't think I'd say anything because I'm a student and she's a teacher. But if, say, I was a coworker, another teacher at the school, I'd probably right. say, wow, you look great today. And that would pretty much be it. Yeah. 
I mean, I would throw in, did you sign the Devil's Dark Bible? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Just to add. Thank you, Madam you know, Goldberg. Con- conversation starter. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so then we move into um, uh, we, the iguana, the familiar, the family's hanging around familiar with Ambrose. Chat. Who is uh, who's very into this murder? He's th- this is like his side quest, separate from everyone else, and we get to explore that a little bit in this episode. But he's got the iguana, and the uh, the witch sisters want to kill this poor iguana, yeah. which was the dead witch's familiar. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting to think about how familiars work on this show, right? Because eventually, to jump ahead a little bit, Ambrose adopts the familiar though some bad things happen to the familiar by the end of the episode. Yeah, can you, super sad. Do you think, can you just take somebody else's familiar? I, I feel like no, right? Like no, your familiar I is think, bonded to you specifically. Yeah, exactly. For sure. And my, my understanding of it, and this is just not, no, no research has been done for this statement. Um, it's like where a witch keeps their power in some ways. Um, and your familiar can like pull your ass out of the fire and a witch fight. I think a little bit. Yeah, and if your familiar is hurt, that means like your power isn't as great. Yeah, hmm. uh, that's. I mean, that's all I know just from casual witch observation, right? <laughs> Which is watching <laughs> the first three episodes of this show. I mean, just in witch life, just while observing witches in life. Uh, I gotta sure. say, I I did laugh out loud when Ambrose like leaned in and was like, "Are you familiar with?" Him? Yeah. So well, like, why, don't, oh, why don't we do this just, just as a thought because this is a slightly more conventional episode of tv we can probably follow some of the plot lines throughout we can exactly. so why don't we talk about ambrose's plot line because yeah he goes to the funeral he sees a hot dude hanging out at the funeral the guy's name yeah, is does. luke luke uh and he immediately hits on him now ambrose up right up in this house yeah, Ambrose has been trapped in this house for 75 years um, to establish in the show. I believe they've actually, they haven't talked about this in the show, but they talked about it outside of the show in interviews. Ambrose is pansexual. Uh, so he's certainly very into this dude. But I imagine having spent time with just the Spellmans, he didn't get a lot of chances to meet other people in a sexual nature. Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, it struck me because he does strike up a relationship with this dude. This dude does turn out to be a warlock and they sleep together, presumably. Um, Mm -hmm. This struck me very much how they treat Kevin Keller over on Riverdale, where Kevin also is like, Oh, are you the one other gay man in Riverdale? Let's do this. And it's kind of the same thing here with Ambrose, which to me is a little bit of a bummer of a storyline. Like I get why it happens, but at the same time it felt maybe it's because I have watched both shows, but it felt a little repetitive to me. Interesting. Right, I didn't least, feel I didn't yeah, feel that was, way. Go ahead, people. No, 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 go ahead. I was just going to say um I didn't think cuz I think in in Riverdale definitely feels like you can sort of see it coming a little bit ahead of time when it comes to Kevin and his relationships. With this, I as soon as I saw it, I was uh, as the as soon as Ambrose saw Luke, I was like, "Oh, and I feel like I was with the character a little bit more." Okay. And it makes a little more sense because Ambrose doesn't have the ability to meet other people. Kevin can meet people. He's not cursed uh, <laughs> by being stuck in a place. Uh, Ambrose truly has to like wait for people to show up for funerals and then find a way to break the ice and then yeah. invite them up to his place. Yeah, that I mean, that was a hilarious line. Like, I have a lizard in my room if you want to see it. 
but yeah, I felt like uh, it was more of like, this is who this character is a little bit. And like, we're not uh, afraid to show stuff like that. I don't know. I thought it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was fast, but it was also like, this poor guy's like been trapped in a house for 45 years, whatever it is. So like, you know, I ain't mad at him for, you know, being like, hey, any chance here? You know? <laughs> All right. Okay. Fair enough. You guys have swayed me. I love the, I, I ship, uh, what are we going to call it? A mook. A mook. I think that's mook. good. Well, a mook. Uh, and so after the, the next morning after they hook up, uh, Luke has signed, carved his name in the wall, which is wait. A bit much. Now, do you think, uh, that warlock killed that lizard or it was just, uh, coincidence well, that that was, I mean, I certainly think that's what you're. I think that's what you're supposed to think that there is something maybe weird about Luke, and but I would argue, based on our familiar discussion just before, that the familiar probably died because its owner died. Right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they said it was going to slowly die. That's why she wanted to kill him. But like, it was just kind of creepy timing, I guess. But I don't know. Yeah, I took it, uh, I didn't connect that. I took it as Luke killed the familiar uh, to take its power or something. Carving his name into the floorboards is really going to bring down the value of the house, which is a huge bummer. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that was kind of aggressive, you know, but I guess he's a warlock, so, you know. Yeah, warlock's going to war, man. Yeah. (laughs) It is is weird. Um, I don't think they're going to resell that house anytime. Really? <laughs> I think that's going yeah, to be a creepy with, with house in the woods. In like the seventh episode. With Ambrose so. living there. Yeah, you know, he can't leave, so. Hmm. A, I mean, that's, no, that's value added. Yeah. If you, if you were shopping for an apartment in, say, you know, Park Slope or Fort Greene or whatever, and it came with a warlock, did you feel like that would be a nice bonus, though? No, that <laughs> would be a selling awesome. point. It would be a selling point, for sure. Um. That sort of closes up uh, the Ambrose storyline. And I'm curious, like, this feels like it's going to be building to the end of the season, this storyline. It, it feels like they're really taking their time. Yeah. yeah. This I is, like Ambrose. Uh, you, I think it's a, it's a good idea to kind of sl- slow play his arc and his kind of story. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, to your point, I think you brought this up the last episode of the podcast, Justin, but it's nice to have that storyline bubbling in the background while we have the main storyline of Sabrina. It almost feels like it's the sort of thing that is going on. Everybody's so focused on everything happening with Sabrina, but really the actual worst thing is happening right under the surface. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool. Do you want to talk about the other subplots before we dive into the main Sabrina story? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So we could talk about Sabrina's friends. What's going on with them? That feels like a whole separate world from the rest of the show at this point. Oh, because they want to read a book and that's the only thing they're struggling with. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so there's, uh, there's a lot of like social justice stuff that's been going on. They established Wicca, the last episode, the woman's uh, support. I'm sorry, can I just get some stupid out of the way real quick? So it opens up with them like meeting in the school on the steps. Uh, did that bother you guys at all? Like they were blocking the steps. People couldn't get up and down because <laughs> they were having a meeting on the steps. Like who does that? That is just really obnoxious. 
and kind of like threw me off a little bit. Anybody else was no, just me. Uh, in a show where the devil uh, appears <laughs> and uh, of these poor people have to uh, constantly be do battle for their very souls, I'm glad you're still able to point out a, tr- a human traffic problem. Uh, <laughs> well, doesn't that drive you guys crazy when you're like trying to get to the train or the subway or something, and there's just somebody just sitting in the bottom of the steps that's like, oh, that's funny. No, I actually, dram. I actually like when people are in my way. It's oh. just a great, great way to introduce yourself to someone. Hey, you're standing in the doorway for some reason. My name's yeah. Adam Goldberg. I'd love to meet you. <laughs> yeah, don't think about it as blocking your way so much as an opportunity for friendship. Oh, wow. Yeah. You guys have really yeah. turned me around on this. I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, you should just, start standing I, I in front I of the subway door. I, I can definitively say nobody else thought about that to answer your question, Pete. Oh, okay. All right. And well, not even as, just as you were. Not then, even sorry, just as us. you were. Everyone, not even just us. Everyone in the world. No, one <laughs> no <does>. come on. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be true. Um, so moving on. I'll, I'll tell you what. Uh, again, if Pete. You're, uh, oh, at the very least, say, the guy who sits at the bottom of the steps is like, "Hey, that's my move. What the fuck? <laughs> what? So there's what another person about? who thinks that way." Uh, nice. Uh, if you're a person that thinks that way, please hit us up at Comic Book Live <laughs> or at Riverdale Dark on Twitter. We'd love to chat with you and put you in touch with Pete so you guys could hang out at the bottom of the stairs somewhere and chat about this. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. I would never be that guy. Yeah. Uh, so, nice. Rob's Simon- storyline, though, it, it's interesting how it turns. I mean, it, it starts off as the principal is being a dick and banning a bunch of books in the school. They get really incensed and upset about that. But it turns out by the end of the episode that Roz, the reason for it is Roz is actually starting to lose her eyesight. And you know that because she has very big glasses. Um, yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> guys, I just want to interrupt here and say, I, obviously you guys have glasses. I have uh, perfect. Oh vision. God. Here did we that go. really, did that really resonate with you? Cause I felt disconnected. Let me be I like, would no, I, what sucks is I was upset because I had giant Coke bottle glasses and I related to her. And when she's like, oh, I'm not going to need these anymore. I'm going to be going blind. I was like, oh, man, that's uh, I, I can't relate to you anymore. And that's going to be tough. It's going to be real hard. Uh, hmm. On the other hand, I'll say the last time I went to an eye doctor appointment, uh, they tested my eyes and the doctor said, so this is really weird. And I've never seen this happen before. But your eyes are getting better. They're actually getting stronger rather than worse, which is usually what happens wow. over the course of your life. Uh, and exponentially better to the point where maybe I will stop having to wear glasses pretty soon. Um, oh, my so, God. Yeah. So if anything, I watched that storyline and I was like, fuck you, Roz. I'm doing great. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. That's fucked up. What a monster. Dude, yeah. what are you, so, what are you, are you doing, some kind Alex? of alien or something? Are you half alien? Is that why? I don't know. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's working out really well. I like wearing glasses, though. I don't want to stop wearing glasses, but I'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. They I really also like that. wearing glasses. Uh, I feel like my I good do. vision is rubbing off on you, Alex. <laughs> yeah. I just want to be... Oh, don't uh, turn into a douchebag like Madam Goldberg, Zelbs, once you stop <laughs> wearing glasses. I just want to be the next <laughs> Mr. Madam Goldberg. That's what I want. Uh, <laughs> oh, you guys are uh, gonna get married? That's adorable. This gets confusing fast. No, he has to sign my 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 book. 
Once you sign my book, you're mine. (laughs) What do you think, though? Just to get back to the show for a second, what do you think about the Friends storyline so far? Because to me, at least in this episode, it feels, and in the first two episodes, honestly, it feels so side to everything that else that is going on. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think that uh, obviously it's going to, this series, or at least this first season, seems to be about Sabrina having one foot in the witch world, one foot in the real world, and her finding a way to stride that line and somehow do both. So I think these these people will become more important. But to your point in this yeah. episode, it's like she's at a Sabrina spends her evening at an evil church surrounded by demons, the devils there, uh, all this crazy shit. And then she goes home and is like, okay, where were we with this book club we were doing? <laughs> and so it feels like super high stakes to super low stakes. Um, but I, I think it's amount, it's mounting to something. Mm. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of building, but it's also like, it, it's like you, Hey, remember she also has this and you know, it can't just be about Harvey all the time, but it's weird because like, I really did want to spend more time with the ants this episode because they're going through so much that it was tough because they were a bigger part of the last two episodes. Hmm. Hmm. Now, before we jump to the main storyline, I do want to mention one Easter egg that popped up real quick right in the middle of the episode. Uh, there was actually a Riverdale Easter egg in here. Did you guys notice it? Um, I don't think so. I have a Riverdale, uh, more of a complaint uh, than an Easter egg, though. Ooh, okay. Uh, well, let me do my Easter egg, and then I want to hear your complaint. Yeah. Uh, so this is at the wait, beginning wait, of the scene. Wait, wait, was it? Wait, I think it was when Zelda looked right at the camera and was like, Riverdale! oh was that riverdale i didn't notice that uh yeah that was it pete that was it okay cool 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 then i did catch it uh no it was a very very quick thing at the beginning of the scene a student is hanging up a poster on the bulletin board in the school and it's a poster for the greendale ravens versus riverdale bulldogs bowling championship because I guess Lost. both high schools have a bowling team. Uh, oh. And for those of you who have watched Riverdale, or I guess for those who haven't watched Riverdale, bowling, as far as we know, is the one sport that Archie hasn't done. Do you think Archie would be amazing at bowling or just fantastic at bowling? I think no, he, he would be throws, amazing. He only throws 300s, man. That guy's a turkey <laughs> king. He's the only person maker. who can beat him is Cheryl because she is an archer with those pins. She's taking them down. Yeah. They mm-hmm. got no chance. But Archie probably just pitches the bowling balls at the at the pins. Doesn't ever roll it. Has no idea <laughs> yeah. what he's doing. He's yeah, like, he I'm good at that. <laughs> yeah, he just throws it in a rage at him. Well, that's how I bowl. Yeah. Who do you Archie think on him. Riverdale? Who on Riverdale would be most likely to use the bumpers when they went bowling? Oh, interesting. I mean, I would think Veronica. Luke Perry. <laughs> Luke, no, Luke Perry, he's like, I don't, I don't want to hurt the pins. I, I, hey, you. hey, can we just chill? Matt with the Goldberg, pins? that is not true. <laughs> he's too, not true guys, what are, what are we doing? Archie, what are you doing knocking all those pins down? You have to like write your music. You have to go to college. <laughs> See, now I I'm picturing like, a bunch of bowling pins on the porch at the Andrews house, and Fred comes out with a cup of coffee, and he's like, hey, I got to talk to you about something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Archie, th- Archie, those pins are your friends. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, 
Meanwhile, the kids ridiculous. are going around like murdering everybody in town, wearing weird hoods. Are we talking stuff. about Riverdale or are we talking about Sabrina, guys? I'm, I'm losing <laughs> I don't track know anymore. He, Wait, what was your Riverdale Easter complaint, egg. though? Justin, you had a Riverdale oh, complaint. To Archie starts a gang with the pins and they go out and knock around other pins. Uh, <laughs> it, it's very, this is like an annoying complaint, but it's funny the way, uh, because these two shows are set in the same world, technically. There's all these Easter eggs and crossover. But like when in Riverdale, when they go into the woods, it's like these little like twiggy L.A. trees <laughs> that yeah. are hanging around. And then when Sabrina and Harvey go in the woods, they're, it's like legit redwood. It's like yeah, it's Green Dale has a creepy. Yeah. Well, it's a secret well, village in the woods, though. So like, I don't know. No, it's not a secret they, village. It's a regular town. What? Hmm. I thought it was like I, one of those like uh, village things where it's like you've got to go through a bunch of woods to get this creepy town that nobody goes to. No, what, what so, are you talking about? <laughs> so I was actually I was chatting. <laughs> uh, we're talking about where Riverdale is in relation to Greendale. Is that yeah? Is that what's going on? Um, so yeah. two things I'll say about that. One, I don't know this for a fact, but I believe they're both filmed in Vancouver, and that's part of the reason that most of the Warner Brothers shows are filmed in Vancouver because they have such an insane range of different terrain that they can use so that they can yeah. make it look like redwoods. They can make it look like twiggy California type trees. The other thing though, that we were, I was chatting uh, with a couple of folks on the at Riverdale dark Twitter last night. Uh, so we don't know where they are in relation to each other exactly, or what direction they are. There's been, we've seen signs that have pointed Greendale this way, Riverdale that way. And there's yeah. a map that Cole Sprouse posted on Reddit that's getting real deep of uh, where what the south side looks like, but it doesn't include mm. the Sweetwater River on the map. And we know that in the first episode of Riverdale, Jason and Cheryl cross the Sweetwater to go to Greendale, which is where Jason wants to escape with Polly, which is the plot of the first season of Riverdale. But yeah, we don't yeah, know what direction that is. We we don't know exactly where they are necessarily in relation to each other, other than they are across a river. Huh. Hmm. Well, you, it seems you like went deep on that. I did. I know. I know. I I actually I spent a, way too much time last night trying to search through maps <laughs> and see if there was some sort of map, but there's nothing. Uh, I didn't push myself. There was a thought in the back of my head of like, oh, I guess I could watch the first season of Riverdale and see what position the sun is in in relation to the Sweetwater wow. River. And I was like, I got to go to sleep. This is too much. <laughs> oh, my God, Alex. Well, you went yeah. deep. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Let's get back to Chapter 3, though. Jumping beyond the school storyline into the main bulk of the episode where Sabrina is brought to trial by yes. Father Blackwood. Uh, which trials work a little differently as Ambrose establishes you are guilty until proven innocent. Also, super lot of demons putting you on trial. All of a sudden, all these demons hanging out. Uh, well, yeah. that's, what, that's one thing I thought was weird in this episode is they flesh out the world a little bit. And I'm like, oh, there are straight up demons wandering around. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird very hats. weird, right? It's surprising. Yeah. Like we know that yeah. there's yeah. goblins out there, but they've been a little cagey in terms of showing them. There was the uh, scarecrow monster that we saw. Obviously, Satan can come to Earth. Uh, and as yeah. we find out by the end of the episode, it seems like there's a little literal portal to hell in the Church of the Night. 
So maybe they come through that. But yeah, seeing whatever these things were at the trial, they're right out of the comic book because this is one of the last arcs I believe they tackled in the comic book. Uh, and the designs are exactly the way Robert Hack did them in the book, but it's, yeah. it's throwing. It's strange to see them like that to your point. Yeah. And, and very cool. I, I love the, the look of all of this stuff. Um, especially when the yeah, story it was, does it didn't become pull me out order. at all. It was, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was a good choice. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so moving forward with the story, Sabrina has to go stand trial and the ants have lost their power. So they're aging. And that's sort of their yeah. storyline here, um, throughout the episode, which I thought was fun. Uh, Hilda and Zelda are so different. Hilda hates it. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I think they both hate it. Well, yeah, yeah I think but, it's I mean, Hilda's like freaking out about it. No, no, no. It's Zelda. Zelda is Zelda. Zelda is the ones that freaking out about it. Hilda is Lucy Davis. Uh, okay. Zelda is Miranda Otto. So yeah, Zelda has, but they both have fun moments. I really enjoyed the stuff within this episode. There's Hilda's thing yeah. with the tooth, the way that Lucy Davis just kind of points to her missing tooth. It's such a hilarious yeah. little aside. And then yeah. we get to see. Uh, Zelda is hanging out with Father Blackwood, and they have like a little bit of a moment there where he comes very close and kisses her on the forehead, and then mm-hmm. it seems very intimate, and then he comes away with a chunk of her hair, which again, yeah. very funny. Like I, I enjoy yeah. the humor that is throughout this episode. Yeah, uh, very fun. Um, we. Uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Oh, uh, I was Sabrina just going to start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You hang up. Who first. talks? Who talks? You hang up first. Oh. You talk. <laughs> uh, well, what do we? I, I mean, the plot line is pretty straightforward. She goes to the trial. Um, they basically want to try her as a witch. They want to burn her. They want to destroy her. Uh, but she finds out about somebody that can help her, which is Daniel Webster uh, from the story oh, yeah. The Devil and Daniel Webster. Uh, who is this yeah. lawyer who actually, it turns out, helped her father, or rather her father helped him back in the day. And that's that's the bulk of the episode. What did you think about Daniel Webster? What did you think about what we found out about her parents in general and about their relationship and how the way this whole storyline played out? Well, it was a little weird where she went to see him and then he was like, okay, get out. But then you kind of like, he made that huge interest in coming in at the last second to be like, I'm her lawyer. Everybody's like, what? She has a lawyer. Oh, uh, but <laughs> I don't know. He, he, uh, he, I think he was good in the role. I, uh, I liked him as a character. I thought he was, uh, other than that, like over the top entrance, I thought he was cool. Uh, yeah, I, I thought. Well, a couple of things. Uh, right of the gate, it's interesting to me the way this trial proceeds. It's like a witch hunt. Uh, mm-hmm. and it's like a witch trial. And you'd think witches would be like, hey, let's not do the same thing that was done to <laughs> us in that weird way. Yeah. Uh, and, but yeah, they do. Throughout, they're screaming like, get Yeah, get I was surprised her. that they were so formal and with everything. It was a little, yeah. Um, and the, I, I did like the story, the idea of Daniel Webster a lot in the, he was doing the Dark Lord's bidding by being a lawyer, like getting all these um, murderers and whatnot off uh, from hu- the human court system. And then him realizing that and deciding to go away from that, I thought was a cool sort of, I didn't see that coming. 
Yeah. 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 And I also liked it as a way of finding out much more about Sabrina's upbringing, which clearly is going to be such an important thing going forward in the show. It already has been part and parcel. There's so many secrets around her birth and what happened and what happened to her parents. So particularly jumping forward to the end. Yeah, finding out at the end, well, finding out two things. One, that her name was already in the book which I want to get back to in a second is really interesting. And then also finding out that she was baptized in a church again, allowing her to straddle these two worlds of the human world and the witch world was a nice way of getting her out of that. But I wondered to get back to her name already being signed to the book. Clearly, even by the end of the episode, they still want her to be part of the church of the night. They want her to sign the book. Does that feel like an out for her? The fact that her name was already in there, even if she signs it again, the fact that she was tricked originally, maybe there's some sort of way of her getting out of the cycle that she's stuck in, if that makes any uh, sense. Just, yeah, that's uh, that's an uh, interesting thing to keep in mind as the show moves forward. But yeah, it, it didn't occur to me at the time, for sure. Well, I mean, she was a baby when like, babies don't really aren't really held legally <laughs> the bound, yeah. bound by uh, their mood. Yeah, like a day like, old... Like, what, you know, what are we talking about? You know? Yeah. You don't blame a baby for uh, pooping their <laughs> pants. Yeah. I mean, punish that's them how you their... raise your kids. <laughs> oh, wow. We had a deal, baby. <laughs> don't poop your pants. You broke that okay. contract. <laughs> Signed my book of clean pants. <laughs> um. So I, I think I that's think, an interesting – go ahead, Pete. I, I did think it was weird that Sabrina, when she found out, like, the news clippings that was, she was led to by the creepy little girl, that she was like, you're fired. I was like, that's the only lawyer option you have. You can't just storm into his office and be like, you're fired. You absolutely need this guy. Yeah. Yeah, Sabrina is not – doing the best job. I think this episode, she's very much putting her fate into other people's hands or not. She, she's just, she, well, we should mention the fact that she's being manipulated by Madam Satan, who we talked about in the previous podcast. What is Madam Satan's relationship to the church of night? And we don't exactly find it out, but she does show up in father Blackwood's office. She says her job is to usher Sabrina into this world So I think we get a little more of the sense of Father Blackwood is the earthly laws. Madam Satan is, like we speculated, the closer. She's the person who's coming in there and basically in the background making sure that everything goes according to Satan's plan. Um, So there is this manipulation going on. And to your point, Pete, of... Somebody noticing, hey, didn't Madam Satan change their hair? Clearly, Sabrina does not. She is completely being manipulated by Madam Satan this episode, both with the clips that she leaves of everything that happened in Daniel Webster's past to everything else that is going on. Um, But but still, Sabrina manages to persevere anyway, uh, just based on trusting her friends, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, that's a nice message. Um. The, it seems so the, there's a deal that's trying to be struck halfway through the episode where they want to test right. and see if she has a witch's mark. 
and the deal is the devil really wants her out of her high school. Um, and, and they are, <laughs> the devil is trying to trick them as they sort of obviously point out as the episode. Uh, yeah. I out. do like how the lawyer is on top of that. He's like, guys, uh, reminder, we can't trust the devil, right? He's a trickster. Everybody's on the same page. Okay, cool. You know, I, I like how it keeps reminding everybody, like, can't trust the deal with the yeah. devil, everybody. Can I throw a theory out to you guys? So Please, clearly yeah. they want Sabrina not to go to Baxter High and instead go to the Academy of the Unseen Arts. Do you think it's because right. Satan needs Sabrina for their bowling team? Oh, Ooh. shit. That's so smart. Yeah. 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 Because Satan, yeah. The only way of stopping Riverdale High and particularly Archie's bowling domination is by getting Sabrina to knock down the pins for the Academy of the Unseen Arts. That's where I think we're headed is to a big bowling confrontation in episode 10. Well, it's, it makes that a lot of sense. Be, you've, heard, you've, you've heard that song, yeah. The Devil Went Down to uh, Midway Lanes, uh, <laughs> looking for a soul to steal. Yeah. Yeah. I Now, let me ask you, because I'm a little naive to this stuff, but in witches bowling, don't the familiars also have to bowl? Or is it just the witches? <laughs> Do you got to alternate you like your familiar uh, bowls around, and then you bowl the next one. Uh, uh yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's true. Yes, everybody knows that. I don't know why you're even asking that, Pete. No. Uh, also, as oh, everybody yeah, knows, sorry. in witches bowling, you have you don't bowl to a three hundred, you bowl to a six hundred and sixty-six. Uh, yeah, oh, much harder to get that score. <laughs> of course, that's the perfect score. And familiars yeah. drink free on bowling nights. <laughs> oh, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody knows that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I don't know why we're spending all this time talking about all the stuff that everybody clearly knows. Uh, yeah, everyone knows. My, it. We're just refreshing. My we're, it's a life recap podcast. Yes. Uh, um, anything so, else you guys want to talk about with this storyline? Um, any any other yeah, notes from the episode? Uh, it, it is interesting that the baptism gets her out of everything. I thought that made me. Uh, I really liked that in in that talking about your soul like that. A baptism is. I'm not super religious. But uh, I was baptized, and to think, oh, that's my soul. Technically, is uh, I don't even know. I guess uh, yeah. Jesus has it. Um, so, <laughs> so I thought that was that was a, made that very real, uh, and was a cool a cool twist. I thought. Yeah, uh, we should also uh, talk also about. A, oh, go, go ahead, ahead, Justin. I was going to say um, it's interesting. So she at the end of the episode, she uh, the her Daniel Webster strikes a deal. Goes into the devil's like smoking chamber underneath. Wait, the wait, court. wait! But before we get to that, can I just? The, I really was happy that the aunties stepped up for Sabrina in this episode and like came through with the birth certificate. That was, uh, I think, because uh, in the beginning, where the aunties just seem evil, and she gets picked on for like trying to stick up for Sabrina, and then she finally can't take it anymore and like makes a big bold move. I thought that was really. I was very excited about that. Well, and then the yeah. big thing that happens to Hilda at the end of the episode is she's excommunicated from the Church of Night. Uh, and in a yeah. very Lucy Davis way, I think her whole reaction is just, ew. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. But that's <laughs> yeah. kind of a big deal going forward because Zelda is so into and so passionate about the Church of Night. And Zelda and yeah. Hilda have been so inseparable at us there. What's been set up even in these first three episodes is having this pair that has raised Sabrina since childhood, having a wedge driven between them 
is going to be very interesting to see how that plays out going forward. But getting yeah. back to Daniel yeah. Webster, what, what were you saying, Justin? Oh, so they, uh, he goes down into the devil's smoking chamber, comes up and strikes a deal that now uh, Sabrina can stay in the mortal world, but she has to go to her regular high school and also the, uh, the witch school. And uh, how is that? She's just going to go to both schools? I don't understand. Is witch school at night? Also, do it uh, seem well, like I, the world- I, 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 Oh, I just wanted to mention that, you know, I went to Hebrew high school, so it's probably a very similar situation where I went yeah. to high school during the day and then two to three days a week um, yeah. at night after school, I would go to Hebrew high school. So probably very similar. Um, oh, wow. Now, Hebrew high. I would like to say when that when that when uh, the students would leave for a Hebrew uh, Hebrew school. That was great because we played like seven up and like ridiculous games for the rest of the day, which I was like, oh, man, this is crazy. Oh, they wow. have to what? go to Look another Pete. school and we just played games. I was like, what? This Pete is rubbing it man. in. How much fun is that? Jesus. Uh, but oh, I, no. I, did anybody else feel like the lawyer was like walking away like he had when he went downstairs, like he made a deal with the devil that like he would die or he would get his soul or something. Cause the way he was walking away from Sabrina, he was like, good luck with your life. I'm just going to walk into the smoky background. You know, I'll not, you'll never see me again. Yeah. No, I, 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 just think, right. I, mean, I don't it, think we're going to see him again. Yeah. I, don't think I mean, it definitely like the whole story of De- the devil and Daniel Webster is very tied with all the crossroads mythology with the, devil and everything else and it feels like yeah he's walking away into some afterlife some purgatory something like that so i'd love to see him again i thought it was a good character and it's neat to flesh out this world of the show with all of these other supporting characters but yeah to your point pete it did it did feel very final that shot yeah yeah um the uh let's see what else did i want to say um what the we want to talk about Harvey. We got to talk about Harvey a little bit in here. Oh yeah, yeah sure. Harvey checking out be... that witch's mark. <laughs> yeah, that was a sweet moment with Harvey. And also, it was like you know, good for him where he was like fair is fair. You know, I thought that was a smooth move yeah. on Harvey's part. I really, I actually really liked that scene too. It felt very uh, Spielbergian. That whole mm-hmm. so much of the yeah. show feels like uh, it's a, a Steven Spielberg movie or inspired by that. Mm. Um, and that scene specifically, I feel like was very much out of like an eighties. I feel like the reference maybe now is sort of stranger things like, but this Mm. felt sort of more specifically Steven Spielberg and sort of a better executed version of that. Yeah. In in case you didn't see the episode for whatever reason, I don't know why you're listening to this podcast necessarily, but (laughs) uh, they, um, they go into the ruins. Sabrina's really worried that uh, she has a witch's mark. Uh, and so she takes off her clothes. So Harvey's like, well, uh, as you said, Ferris Fair takes off his clothes. Uh, and then they share a little smoocheroo. And, you know, it, like you said, I think you're, the Spielberg thing is spot on. I didn't really think of that, but it has that mix of like kind of sexuality, but mostly sweetness that goes on. Like, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. It's not in neither world, which makes a lot of sense for the show, but I liked it. Yeah, and also like the fact that Harvey was covered with leeches when he took his clothes off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I dropped my comb. Yeah. It, I uh, I would I was Sabrina's <laughs> tough because like 
I go back and forth on her where, like, I really love the choices that she's making, but then she also makes horrible choices that kind of drive me crazy. Like, in her trial, she's about to get away with it, and then she stands up and yells, yeah, and Satan's out of line. I was like, oh, shit, why did you say that? Like, we're way (laughs) over the line on that. And then the floor opens up, and it's like the poor lawyer's got to go sell his soul to get away with so Sabrina gets away. I was like, oh, Sabrina went way over the line on that. I agree wow. with you. I mean, granted, you know, call out Satan whenever you can. Not a very nice guy. But, yeah, it was <laughs> – that was – you're absolutely right. Way too big. Like, way too much. Yeah. I, I don't – yeah, I don't know where exactly that came from. And I think overall, I don't hate Kiernan Shipka, but I'm not – I'm not yeah. loving her on this show so far. I think no, there's but so many other act- moments. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, I think she does a good job. I think she does a good job. Because she has, I, like, I think parts she does a bad me. job. You monster. Uh, yeah, I'm, tr- I'm trying to say she's a little both. Like, she has moments where you're like, oh. But then she has, like, sweet Harvey moments, which are amazing. And then she had that part where she was like, all right, aunties, no more secrets. And I was like, awesome. That was great. She's killing it. But it's like. It's kind of all over the place a little bit. Pete, you're uh, uh, just to throw it out there for frequent listeners of other podcasts. You're holding my role on this podcast, and that's making me feel weird. (laughs) I hate to say it, Alex, but you're the Pete of the Sabrina podcast. Whatever, man. More violence. I love the violence. Show us your Pete's mark. Alex, show us your Pete's mark. Yeah, if you guys want to go into the woods, I'll show you my Pete's mark. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, You'll walk out with deep. a couple more Pete's marks. Oh, yes. boy. Well, anyway, uh, before we wrap up on this episode, which which reigns well, supreme? There's, there's one of the, there's one of the thing we haven't touched on. There's this crazy nonsense story of Harvey having to go to the work in the mine. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah. That. Um, we should just touch on real quick because it's very weird. Harvey's dad is like, a crazy cartoon drunk <laughs> who yeah, like that's, runs in that's his true. room and is like, you're, you're working in the mine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Yeah, well, he he tells that story about seeing the face in the mine, and I think that's mm-hmm. the whole point of this, right? Like, we've already learned that the mine is called the, was it the Devil's Door or the Demon's Door last episode? I Devil's, think it was Devil's Door. Devil's Doorway. Yeah. yeah, Devil's Doorway. Uh, and so there's clearly something going on in the mind that we're starting to seed and set up here. It's weird to me to bring Harvey into this, who seems like this naive, pure, completely well, separate from Sabrina's world thing. But yeah. that's the kind of theme with Harvey is like every time he tries to get a little inkling to what this is real, this place is really like, he freaks out. Like, when Sabrina tried mm. to tell him, he freaked out. When, like, he was a kid, he s- accidentally saw the devil and, like, freaked out. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I kind of like the fact that he shook like that because if you lived in this town, yeah, I'm sure you would see some shit. Like, was that a demon in the background there? Like, you know, like, shit would kind of eat at you, and I'm glad they're playing with that a little bit. Um, well, like, you think the demons at the trial, they probably go to Cerebus Books to get, like, coffee on their break or something like that. And they're just <laughs> yeah. wandering around. You've got to see them at Starbucks. Like, you have to. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah. Can I get a caramel latte, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a coffee for Hellmouth. 
Is Hellmouth um, here? Madam Goldberg? I have a latte yeah. from Madam Goldberg. <laughs> well, this is, this is great. We should open a coffee shop, you guys. We're very good at this. Uh, anything <laughs> yeah. else you want to mention about the episode before we start to that, wrap up? Uh, that is it. What a fun yeah. app. It was scarier. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about which witch reigns supreme. Who do you think ruled the episode? Pete, you want to kick it off? Yeah. Uh, is it Hilga, the nicer one? <laughs> Hilda. It's Hilda. 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 Yep. She wins. <laughs> she had Great. that Any big moment where she stood up. Yeah, she stood up for Sabrina, and she wasn't just like a being controlled by the other one, Zelda. So uh, I think. I really liked her in this episode, but yeah, when she kind of was like, what do I do now? That was such a powerful moment where I was like, oh shit, she's, you know, she's going to have it rough for a while. Yeah, I'm, I'll agree with that. I think Lucy Davis is so good and I love seeing her to get more to do. She was kind of just there for a little bit of comic relief in the first two episodes. So seeing her step up and be more part of the action was great. Um, and she's very funny. Again, I keep coming back to that tooth moment, but I think that was my favorite shot of the episode, really. Just cutting to her and just yeah. having her have point to one missing tooth made me laugh so hard. Uh, what about you, funny. Justin? I'm going to go with Ambrose. He's funeral, mm. uh, funeral crashing and he can get it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, if you want to get it, you can support us at patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater in New York. Please go there and we'll, uh, you know, cast a spell on you with our hilarious stylings while we talk about comic books. Also, oh, Chilling oh, Adventure. Puke watch. I just barfed. Puke watch. I just barfed because of what you said. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I smelled it. Uh, Chilling Podcast of Sabrina also is in its own podcast feed. So please go subscribe there. Like them. Rate them. Leave comments. All of that stuff helps us out very much. You can get it on iTunes. You can get it on Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, a bunch of other platforms. So please go there. Also, we have a dedicated Twitter feed at Riverdale Dark. Uh, for Riverdale, we're also using it for Children and Adventures of Sabrina stuff, so please uh, follow us there. We'll chat with you about a bunch of stuff. Pete, what else do you want to plug? Uh, friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Uh, follow our main Twitter feed com- at Comic Book Live. And check us out at comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Uh, and we'll see you in our witch's cup. What was it? What, what, what cauldron? Did anyone order a cauldron of coffee? Oh, anyone? man. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs>